0: If you have to control your child, use threats, or manipulate your child to obey, that is how your child is going to learn to solve problems.
1: I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches
0: who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Marcella. How are you? I am doing well. I'm really excited to tackle this
1: topic because people often mistake these two parenting styles. (laughs) People may be asking if you're listening and you're like, what? An episode on Friday? Is it going to be every Friday from now on? No. This is a bonus episode because we love you so much this week and you have two episodes. And as promised, we are going to do part two of Parenting Styles. On April, we review the uninvolved, an, an authoritarian, and this one is going to be the difference between authoritative, which is gentle parenting, parenting with understanding, and permissive parenting that people confuse it a lot. Before we go there we have a big announcement and it is that we heard you many people have been asking us but what about if I want to buy everything at once in input club I feel like I need everything do you have like a package deal or something that I could buy it as a bundle we've been working hard because we were thinking like what about if we build a bundle of these workshops or these digital guides or with the ebook and then we thought we don't know what you need so because we don't know what you need you you get to build the perfect bundle for you to serve all the needs and give you the solutions that you're looking for right now. Today is the start day of our big bundle sale. We have a link in the description of this episode or the links in our bios, Racheline Rogers or High Impact Club, Instagram or TikTok or YouTube if you subscribe to my YouTube channel. You go there, you see the catalog of High Impact Club products. Over there, we have e-book. Did Guides, workshops, courses, and by the way, we opened up our products to products of parenting teens and twins. So you see over there, Dr. Lockhart. She's our parenting coach for parents of twins and teens. She has a digital guide there, and she may have a workshop by now. I'm not sure, but all the products that are in blue are for the teens, and the other ones are either for all ages or the little ones. You just have have to read the cover and when you add at least three cart, then you automatically get a 30% off of everything. So awesome. The last time we did this was in 2020. So it's been a long time since we did a bundle sale that you're able to build your bundle. So this is the time. It's going from today, May 6th to May 8th.
0: I'm so excited about that because it really does allow parents to customize the tools that they specifically need for the stage of life that they are in with their children. So make sure to go check that out. Okay, so authoritative versus permissive. Can we start by talking about permissive parenting? Because parents who don't understand the four parenting styles or don't fully understand what gentle parenting actually is, they hear the word gentle and automatically assume that we must be permissive. We are never setting boundaries with our children. They don't get consequences. They rule the roost in all of our homes and we're raising the entitled brats that everyone is so fearful of. <laughs>
1: Okay, so all parenting styles have two elements, accountability and connection, accountability and acceptance. If they are balanced, then your parenting style is authoritative when you have equal levels of acceptance and accountability, high levels of both. But if one of them, one of these two things are of balance, then you are either uninvolved, authoritarian, or permissive. Permissive parenting has high levels of acceptance and lower levels of accountability. Let's just say your child, your three-year-old, let me know if this sounds like you. He wants to go in the fridge, climb the shelves and close the door just to see if the Leo light in the fridge is still on once the door is closed. (laughs) And then you try to explain to your bundle of joy that no, the, the light goes off once the door is closed, but they want to look for it for themselves and they throw a fit. Okay, so what would be the main difference between authoritative of, I would say, parenting with understanding and permissive parenting. Permissive parenting go to the eye level of the child and then acknowledges the feelings and the desires. Authoritative parenting with understanding, we do the same thing. The difference lays on the limit. So if the limit is for sure, you're not going to go climb on the shelf and close the door, I'm not going to allow you. Then authoritative parenting, we Acknowledge the desire, the feeling. I see that you want to explore and I see how frustrating it is when you don't get to explore the things you want to explore. However, if I let you do that, it's not safe. It's not safe for you to be in the fridge. We help and soothe our children while we still hold the boundary. Permissive parenting, they might be like, okay, let me see how we can do this. Let me move some things out of the fridge. So maybe you can climb it a little bit (laughs) And and let's close it for a second and let me open it again.
0: I think too, permissive parenting in some of the coaching sessions that I've done, I've noticed that parents will go through the three steps, the first three steps of my considerate formula. For instance, we talked about this in last month's podcast episode. So if you missed that, you can go back. It's called the considerate conversation formula. The first three steps are the connection steps, but there are two other steps that are the correction steps. And that's exactly what we're talking about. When you miss the correction steps, you are slipping into permissive. If you only ever meet your children where they are emotionally and you validate their emotions and say, oh, I can tell that you're feeling angry about this. And I understand that. And you connect by meeting the need, but then you never teach them how to communicate that need in a healthier way. Then you are permissive. Parenting rather than authoritative parenting. And that's really what I love the very most about parenting with understanding, specifically, is that it is different from most other gentle parenting, respectful parenting tools that you get. Most of them are talking about connection mostly. And so then children repeat those same behaviors and parents continue to, you know, connect, 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 but there's no education on positive behaviors. And that's such a key element to true authoritative parenting. Because again, you're missing that accountability point if you're not correcting.
1: When people have authoritarian controlling parenting, they may see us soothing our children and they automatically assume that as we are being permissive. So even when you practice parenting with understanding, you may look to others as permissive, but you're not if you're holding the boundary and if you're teaching skills. When are you permissive? When there is no boundaries or when you move the boundaries because that's another thing. I would say when it comes to permissiveness, there is like complete no boundaries like the child does, whatever. And there is another kind of permissiveness. There are soft boundaries. So they're kind of, they're there, but they're soft. The parents keep moving. The parent might say, no, baby, no, you're not allowed to climb on the shelves. And then after a while of the kid crying, they're like, okay, maybe you climb on the first shelf. They keep moving the boundary. They keep softening up the boundary to give in to the child's demand. And that's permissive as well. Another
0: thing that I noticed too is that there are many parents who feel as though they're doing authoritative parenting, but it easily can switch back into authoritarian if there's this power over uh, mindset. I believe that authoritative parenting is always that power with parenting.
1: You are you bringing... they Explain the listeners because I, we are in, in one accord. Yeah. <laughs> I what I are talking about, but what is parenting yeah. over parenting under parenting?
0: Okay. Is? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you for asking that because I know that a lot of people are thinking, what, what is she talking about? Power over parenting is going to always come from a mindset and a place of regaining control when you feel like you've lost control of what your child is doing. So let's say that your child is not listening, not obeying, and you move into the position of if you do this, then I'll do this. And you almost bribe them into obedience, or if you say, if you don't do this, I will do this. Both of those are power over parenting because it is the parent exercising control over the child using threats, using manipulation. So if you have to control your child, use threats or manipulate your child to obey, that is how your child is going to learn to solve problems. And Mm -hmm. that is truly why people want to blame gentle parenting for the problems that we have in our world today when in fact it was either permissive authoritarian or uninvolved parenting that created the problems we have authoritative parenting is where we find the most well-rounded respectful mentally stable emotionally mature adults and that's what authoritative parenting is trying to raise so power under there's also power under parenting which would be permissive where you just kind of throw your hands up and you're like okay whatever i am so tired of the fight i'm not fighting with you anymore do whatever you want. That's power under parenting. And then there is power with parenting. A good example of this I have used with my daughter. So let's say she is jumping on the couch. When she was about one and a half to two, I could say feet on the floor or booty on the couch. And that would work. That would work to get her to listen and obey in that moment because she understood those last few phrases. So she would put her booty on the couch or she'd put her feet on the floor. She's three and a half now. She has a whole lot more in, Independence, a whole lot more spunk, a whole lot more sassiness, and she loves to push the boundaries. Well, obviously jumping on the couch, it, that doesn't, I don't need to soften the boundary there. That's not safe period. So instead of telling her, if you don't stop jumping on that couch, I am going to blah, 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 blah. That's power over parenting. If I were to say, whatever, fine, jump on the couch. If you fall off, it's your own dadgum fault. That's power under parenting. But instead power with parenting would look like me going to her and saying what you're doing right now is risky. If you were to jump on the couch and your foot slipped and you fell off and you bonked your head, would you want to do that? Or what would that feel like? And she is old enough now to tell me, well, that would hurt me. I don't want that. No, I don't want to bonk my head. I don't want to fall off. And I'll tell her, okay, does your body feel safe jumping on the couch? She'll then realize, oh, I need to like tune into my body right now. I don't really feel safe doing this. And nine times out of 10, she will not push that boundary anymore. She'll get down. Sometimes, Sometimes I have to keep talking her through. And then I usually realize, okay, you actually have a legitimate need right now to climb or jump on something. So I need to move you to a safe space to let you get that energy out in a safe way. So we'll go out to her trampoline. She's got like a little round trampoline that's like a kid size, you know, in our backyard. Or I'll build something that she can climb on. She has one of those little like rocking boat climber things. So we'll get that out of her room, bring it into the common space. Face in the living area, and she'll get to climbing on that, and she can climb on it safely, and her need is met. That is what power with parenting looks like.
1: You know something? A lot of skeptical spouses of gentle parenting become even more skeptical when they see their spouses saying that they're applying gentle parenting and they're really doing permissive parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so and true. I, and I see it a lot with my followers, my husband, or my wife, my. Spouse doesn't support me because they say, Look, they don't listen to you. Look, they're still all over the place. Look, I see that a lot of it is because they see there is no fruit when it comes to correcting behavior. One thing that I've seen consistent from the members of the Parenting With Understanding Program and Advanced Mentorship Program is that a lot of the times their spouses are not on board at first, but they they come on board just because, not because they, they were convinced, but they saw the fruit. They saw that it does work and it does work because we teach how to complete that cycle of moving from connection to correction and how to correct during connection because that's another thing. People think that connection and correction exclude one from the other. When they see you soothing your children during a behavior, they're like, oh, they're giving in. Or when they're soothing their children, they feel like permissive. But you would really be permissive if you allow your child to get away with the boundary or softening at the boundary, you could very well be connecting and soothing your child at the moment and still holding the boundary. We were in jiu-jitsu. That was a few days ago. And Santiago, he didn't want to wear his gi. He didn't want to wear his gi. He has a few sensory needs and stuff. Um, that was another time that he didn't want to wear his gi. Before it was Miguel. Not, this time it was Santi. And then I said, Santi, today is Gi Day. Meaning that all the kids who are on the jiu mat, they need to have their Gi's on. If they don't have their Gi's on, they're not allowed to be on the mat. So if you have your clothes on, you could be over here where the parents are, but you're not allowed to go on the mat. So what do you decide? And then he said, I don't want to wear my gear. I said, okay, stay here. Miguel went and started running and started the class. And then he looked at me and he said, yeah, I think I want my gear. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's an example of a natural consequence where you let him sit next to you. His decision was not to put on the gear. If you don't put on the gear, you don't get to participate. And then he realized, oh, I don't like the way not participating feels. I'm ready to put it on now. And you didn't have to exercise control to get him to listen or obey. You let him problem solve, which develops his critical thinking skills as well. It builds his confidence in his ability to think critically and also teaches him, okay, my choices have consequences.
1: My choices have outcomes. And sometimes I like those outcomes and sometimes I don't. And then for a second, I thought, what about if he just decides to go in the mat without the gi? I would allow the teacher to handle that because that wasn't my territory. That was the teacher's territory. Because sometimes we do things like that, allowing our children to decide, but still with the the intention of controlling them. Have a lot of like anxiety inside, kind of like, oh, okay, when are you going to put your gear on? When are you going? And then they sense that anxiety. When I told them that you want to stay here, it's okay. I was completely fine with him not having class. Ah, you want to be here? Okay, let's hang out. It's not fun. It's very boring up in here. It's just sitting on a bench, but you decide. Like that. I was okay with it. But then one minute later, he was like, ah, I think I want my gear." Absolutely. That's such a good example. So what was your main takeaway from today? My main takeaway is that gentle parenting, parenting with understanding is not permissive. And if you're not careful, you could, in an attempt to do gentle parenting, become permissive if you don't have the proper tools and skills. But that's easily preventable. How? Invest in your time. and well, many times you money, I invested my money as well in parenting education. High Input Club is a parenting education online platform that hosts all sorts of classes, workshops, and that's a great way and a great place to start.
0: Oh man. Okay. So my main takeaway today, I think is just to make sure that we maintain the accountability point from a respectful power with standpoint. Not holding our child accountable from a place of control, but rather from a place of care, Where we invite them into the process of learning with us and we don't assume that they already know all of the things, you know, we don't assume that our three and a half year old knows that jumping on the couch could result in a pretty big injury or a hospital stay. They probably don't have any idea that that's a possibility. So when we invite them into the learning process with us and we really power with them through the learning process, beautiful, beautiful things happen. Not only do they listen and obey, but
1: they also learn to critically think. So how do you do that when they are like 12 months old? I saw that on TikTok, there was a mom that she was putting a baby in timeout because Mm. he kept going to the courts. So he's going to keep going to the courts, no matter how many times you tell them, hands to yourself. So if you have a really young toddler, almost a baby, they learn physical boundaries before they learn non-physical boundaries. So non-physical boundaries is we don't touch that and you are physically able to touch it. He's not there yet. So in that regard, it's more to build a yes place for your child to move as free as possible. When the twins were that age, we put a lot of gates around the courts. We hid them the best way we could and we increased supervision. Yeah. And you have to do that. Like it breaks
0: my heart to think of a one-year-old being put in timeout, you know, which I consider to be a punishment. I don't think that that is a gentle approach to discipline or consequences. I love what doctors Daniel Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson, have to say about timeout and would highly encourage parents to go look up their resources on timeouts and they're amazing. I believe that they're both psychologists and they have studied the effects of timeouts. There needs to be a lot more research done on that topic, but I'm glad that you brought that up and I'm glad that you shared with parents what to do. So again, we want to remind you that we have the bundle sale going on today through Mother's Day, this Sunday. You add any three or more items to your cart and you're going to get 30% off of every single one of them, which is a huge deal. And we hope that you take advantage of it, that you expand your toolkit in parenting. And these tools are absolutely amazing. We also want to remind you that if you are a customer of High Impact Club, meaning you have bought any product we offer, you can go to our private Facebook community, the HIC Cycle Breaker community and join that community there. There are so many amazing members. It's an amazing thriving community of other like-minded parents
1: all we're talking about older children so on our next episode every Tuesday we are going to talk about our twins or teens brains and emotional needs if you love this podcast episode leave us a review below so that
0: other parents can hear about this podcast and see what parents like you have to say about it and don't forget that it only takes understanding to break your cycle we'll see you next week